Hi, Chris here at the Odyssey Garden and Green Thumb Center for a very special interview with Mr. Theodore Thornbottom, Odyssey's premier horticulturist. Watch your mouth. You have a spectacular sampling of flowers here. What did you expect? A diesel machine shop? Well, I only mean that I've never seen so many beautiful flowers. What's this one, for example? It's lovely. What? That? Oh, it's the uh, Orchestra's Themus to Odessi Firmus. What's that in English? The theme. Oh. Loud flower. Oh, hi there. I was just working on one of my inventions here. I'm John Avery Whitaker, but you can call me Whit. And this is Odyssey. Hey, let's see if this thing works. Hold it! Okay, so it needs a little more work. But that's the exciting part, because you never know what you'll discover along the way. Oh, don't take my word for it, though. You can find out for yourself when you come along on today's Adventures in Odyssey. Thornbottom. Watch your mouth. Oh, sorry. You've won awards all over the state for your flowers. What's your secret? Well, Chris, you'd be amazed. You see, what I do is I take these little seeds here and put them in the wow. ground and bingo, I get flowers. Wow. Strangely enough, that same principle has a lot to do with today's adventure in Odyssey. Yeah? What's the connection? You'll find out when we get started, right after this. Watch your mouth. If you're looking for something fun to do, you'll find it at witsend.org. You'll get the latest Odyssey news, scoops, and reviews. At witsend.org, you can ask the writers questions, hear from the actors, even submit your own reviews. If you miss a show, it's a great place to catch up on what's been happening. And I'll let you in on a little secret. You could be the first on your blog to hear scenes from the next adventure. Just about everything you need to know about adventures in Odyssey is on witsend.org. Log on today. There are a lot of things we don't know about John Avery Whitaker, but there's a mysterious stranger in Odyssey who may change that. No kidding. Yeah, well, yeah, they act up sometimes, but it's okay. Oh, I have to go, Heather, customer. Yeah, bye. May I help you? Oh, I hope so. I, I'm looking for Mr. John Avery Whitaker. I understand he owns this establishment. Yes, he does, but he's not here right now. You want to leave a message? I can tell him you were here. Uh, no, thank you. I'll try again. Uh, actually, I think I will leave a message after all. Tell him to meet me at... Uh, what do you call it? Trickle Lake? Uh, yes, Trickle Lake at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Trickle Lake at 2. And who should I tell him he'll be meeting? Just tell him Operation Digout. I beg your pardon? Operation Digout. You'll know what it means. Operation Digout. Right. Okay, I'll tell him. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Operation Digout. Oh, wait, you're here. Well, yes, Connie. What's the matter? You're looking at me like I put my shirt on backwards or something. This mysterious guy with an English accent came in to see you while you were gone. Really? 
An English accent? Oh, interesting. Uh, did he tell you his name? No, but he left a message. Oh, what was it? He said to say Operation Digout. He said you'd know what it meant. Aha. He said he wants you to meet him at Trickle Lake tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Oh, yes. Trickle Lake at 2. Uh, this is turning into quite an adventure. <laughs> what is? Well, no one's mentioned Operation Digout for a long, long time. And that letter I got with Manitougo Point written on it, I wonder if... Oh, it doesn't seem possible. What doesn't seem possible with? An English gentleman, you said? Yeah. Whit, are you all right? Oh, yes, Connie. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be so mysterious. Well, if you'd rather not talk about it. No, no, I don't mind. If you have time. Are you kidding? I've been going crazy all day. Well, where do I start? Ah, I was a signalman in the Navy. Signalman? Yes. It's a sailor who communicates with other ships or people on land through signal lights or flags or whatever. Kind of like secret codes, things like that? Yeah, something like that. Anyway, I was a signalman on the USS Irongate. It was part of a fleet of ships in the Pacific. We were involved in the battle against the Japanese for Guadalcanal Island. It was one of the worst battles of World War II. August 1942, I'll never forget it. We pushed against the Japanese and then they'd counterattack. We captured the most important parts of the island, but we lost a lot of men in the process. One day during a lull in the fighting, I was called into the commander's cabin. At ease, Whitaker. I believe you've had the pleasure of meeting Lieutenant... I'm sorry, Lieutenant <laughs> Reginald Duffield. Thank you. Lieutenant, uh, you'll remember that Whitaker was part of the team who rescued you from Manitougo Point. Ah, uh, how could I forget? Nice to see you again, Whitaker. I hope you're feeling better, sir. I am indeed. Can't get a good cup of tea around here, though. Left my best friends back at Montatugo Point. I remember, sir. Anyway, the lieutenant is on loan to us from the British Navy. Seems he saw some interesting things as a coast watcher on Manitougo. Your commander tells me you're quite handy as a signalman. I do my best, sir. Good man. We'll be needing it. Commander? Prior to the shelling of Manitougo, Lieutenant Duffield noted that the Japanese are regrouping on Rabaku. It's a small island off the northeast coast of Guadalcanal, parallel to Manitougo. We're going to take it before the Japanese can build up their strength again. Yes, sir. The simple fact would occur is that the Japanese can't be allowed to regroup on Rubaco Island. It will give them an advantage over Guadalcanal we can't afford. A good signalman is critical to this attack. We need one on the island with the advance party and one on the lead landing barge. We've chosen you for the landing barge. Yes, sir. Lieutenant Duffield will fill you in on the details. Thank you, sir. Good chap. Now sit down and I'll explain the plan. We're calling it Operation Digout. Ah, Whitaker, there you are. Lieutenant. At ease, at ease. None of that saluting business around me. Look here. They only made me a lieutenant because they think I know something about these islands. I'm neither a sailor nor a soldier. In truth, I'm a map maker. Say, what were you before this insanity began? A student. I was studying philosophy and literature at Duke University. Oh, bravo. An explorer of the mind and the heart. Plato and Milton. Uh, what's this you're reading? A, a textbook? Oh, um, no, sir. A Bible? Oh, you're one of those, then. <laughs> Depends on what you mean by one of those, sir. Oh, you know very well what I mean. A Christian. Yes, sir. Tell me, 
Have you always been a Christian, or are you one of those wartime converts? No atheists in foxholes and all that rot. I became a Christian when I was a boy. The influence of my parents' faith. And you've kept it all this time. Fascinating. I used to go to church when I was a lad, but I'm not sure what happened, really. I simply stopped going. It's never too late to go back. Well, well. We'll see what happens after this mission. Which brings me to the point of my visit. Johnson seems to have caught himself in a case of malaria. We need a good signalman to replace him. One to go through the island with the advance party? Precisely. Now, we want to keep you on the lead ship, so we must find someone else. Well, uh, Kennedy's a good man. One of the best. Kennedy it is, then. I knew I could count on you for a good recommendation. Now, then, let's go over this plan once more. We leave for Rubaku well before dawn. 0400, to be exact. The darkness will help cover the first platoon to go in. They'll scout out the beach and assess Japanese manpower and weaponry. We'll wait offshore in the landing guard for their signal. That's your big moment. All clear? Right. I like you, Whitaker. Yeah, when, when all is said and done, what say we sit on the beach and swat mosquitoes together, eh? You can tell me more about this faith of yours and how it survived adulthood. It'll be a pleasure. I'd like to hear more about your map-making. You've probably seen a lot in your travels. Oh, I've been here and there. Never to America, though. Must go sometime. I think you'd like it. I'm not so sure. Impossible to find a good cup of tea, I've heard. Well, we've lost the skill. Hmm. Come visit me and I'll see what I can do. Right up. Meanwhile, I'll let you return to your reading. Thank you. Sure you wouldn't like to join me? After the battle, Whitaker. <laughs> After the battle. To this day, I remember the verses I read that night. What were they? Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 31. Have you not known, have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Commander? Thank you, Whitaker. <clears throat> men, take your stations. Whitaker? Yes, sir? Do you honestly believe that? Those verses you read? I do, sir. Hmm. Well, I'm glad we're on the same barge, then. <laughs> the advance party has been on that beach for at least half an hour. Do you see anything, Whitaker? Nothing yet, sir. No signal, no activity at all. Blasted. What happened to them? Wait. I see something. Here it is, the signal. About time. Donovan, prepare to pass the word along to the men. Yes, sir. The signal says that the beach... Uh, the beach is secured. Brilliant. Signal the other landing barges. Uh, sir, there's something wrong. The what? signal isn't Kennedy's. Well, what do you mean? Well, his fist is all wrong. His fist? What are you talking about? Every signalman has his own style of sending signals. It's like handwriting. Are you and saying that Kennedy isn't sending the signal? I'm not sure. It's not his style. But if it isn't Kennedy, then who is it? A trap! The Japs must have caught our men on the beach. 
Sound the alarm. Hurry, Whitaker. Signal the other landing barges. What do you want me to tell them? Ahead, full throttle. We've got to get to that beach. Aye, uh, sir. If you're really a praying man, Whitaker, now's a good time. Full ahead, Donovan. Yes, sir. Incoming! Radio the fleet. We need cover. Aye, sir. We're sitting ducks out here. We're almost to the beach. Are we past the reef? Yes, sir. Good. Pull the lever. Keep those doors open. We must get the men out. Hurry. Oh! Are we all right? Donovan. He's out, sir. The lever. We have to get the men out. I'm pulling. It's not working. Blast it all. We're up in target again. The door has to be cranked down manually. From the front. Are you out of your mind? We have no choice, sir. If we're hit, the men will die in there. I'll go over the side. Right. Let me beat you first. I'm going! Wait, Whitaker! I'm coming with you! American. Have to get to the crank. Whitaker! Close. There it is. Look up the papa, you big beautiful baby. Hang on, boys! We're getting you out! Another minute, boys! Hold on! Four hands are better than two, what? Oh, that does it! Well done, Rebecca. Well done. Remind me to put you in for a rise. Lieutenant! What? <laughs> Whitaker, will you try to drown me? Whitaker! Whitaker! Adventures in Odyssey will continue right after this. Is he ready? The Institute has helped me, in a very real sense, define my calling. Does she know what she wants out of life? It's been practical application stuff. I'm leaving a stronger, um, a stronger believer, really. Do they know where to start? It's more clear to me what my roles and duties are as a Christian, I think, um, and how I can engage people around me in the discussion about truth and Jesus Christ. The Focus on the Family Institute is a one-semester program that will help your son or daughter define their future and bring focus to their dreams. And it's hard to put into words what you will experience here, but I'll tell you that it'll be life-changing. It's allowed me to get a godly perspective versus what the world teaches me through, you know, through the media and through other outlets of what a family is supposed to look like. The Focus on the Family Institute, world-class education and a life-changing experience. You can find more information at focusinstitute.org. That's focusinstitute.org. I'll tell you that it'll be life-changing. And now, back to today's Adventure in Odyssey. Well, Doc, how's our hero? Well, sir, he uh, got it in the leg, and the shrapnel from the explosion took off the top part of his right ear, uh, but he'll be all right. Rest easy, Whitaker. I want to talk your ear off. Uh, I mean, uh, go out. Never mind. Commander? Thanks, Doc. One of these days, his bedside manner will get him a court-martial. How are you, Whitaker? Much better, Commander. Sorry I can't get up. <laughs> At ease. Plenty of time for saluting when you're up and around. Doc says it shouldn't be too long. Glad to hear it. I want you to know. Put you in for a purple heart. Maybe President Roosevelt will... 
Depended on himself. <coughs> but don't count on it. Thank you, sir. I'm honored. Honored nothing. You deserve it. You saved the lives of the men on that transport. They got out before another shell blew it to pieces and helped capture Rabaku from the Japanese. It's ours. For now. Thank God. So you should. Sir? What's that? How did I get back here? Mm, Duffield. He pulled you out of the water after the explosion and got you to safety. Lieutenant Duffield? Said you saved his life. I saved his life? You were wounded by the shrapnel because you threw him into the water before the shell hit. Isn't that how it happened? Yes, sir. Where is he now? Shipped out yesterday. British Navy needed him elsewhere, I guess. I didn't even get the chance to thank him. Mm, he came to see you, but you were still unconscious. Oh, that reminds me. He did leave a message for you. Uh, something about swatting mosquitoes or drinking tea in America. I... Didn't make a lot of sense to me. <laughs> I understand what it means. Thank you. British humor. Never could get it. Well, I have other men to check on. Get better, Whitaker. Thank you, sir. And thanks for the message. I only wish I could have talked to him before he left. Well, the world gets smaller all the time. Maybe you'll see him again one day. So that was Operation Digout. Do you think the strangers Lieutenant Duffield went? I don't know. But like the commander said, the world gets smaller all the time. I suppose I'll find out tomorrow. I've seen a lot of strange things at Trickle Lake, but nothing like this. Don't tell me you've never seen a tea set before. <laughs> Just as I suspected, America is completely uncivilized. Lieutenant Duffield. John Whitaker, I presume. What a surprise. A pleasant one, I hope. Do sit down. The tea's getting cold. I'm sorry, but this is the best beach I could find. I tried to bring a couple of mosquitoes to complete the picture, but... They flew away when I opened my suitcase. <laughs> this is amazing. Absolutely amazing. You remembered. I told you we'd do this after the battle. I just didn't say how long after the battle. Milk? Oh, yes, please. Oh, good man. I've been horrified to find that some Americans drink their tea without it. Now then, let me see it. Uh, I beg your pardon? The ear... You have your hair covering it. I, I left before they took the bandage off, remember? Oh, yes, yes. Well, there it is. Hmm. Surgeon did a good job. And the leg, is it all right? Oh, yes, it's fine. Sure. Small scar, but the therapist uh, helped me get rid of the limp. Excellent. How in the world did you do it? After all these years. Well, ask the right people and you'll get the right information. Fortunately, America is full of the right people. Since I was coming to your beloved country on holiday, I decided I would find you one way or the other. It became my quest, you might say. <laughs> Amazing. Well, your Navy Records Department in Washington got me as far as the Universal Encyclopedia offices in Chicago, and they sent me here. 
But why, after all these years? Ah, uh, that's an entirely different conversation, John. May I call you John? Or Whit. That's what my friends call me. Whit, then. And you must call me Reggie. All right. It's all very simple, really. I'm an old man now, and what with the wife gone and the children grown, I, uh, I'm alone much of the time. Gives a man pause to think. And do you know what I've been thinking about? No, I couldn't imagine. Well, like everyone our age, the past. But especially Operation Dig Out. Oh, why that? Well, quite frankly, it was the first time in my life I came face to face with two important truths. The first was that living on this planet is a temporary condition. I realized then how close I came to dying. Probably would have if you hadn't pulled me out of the way. You saved my life, too. Something you never allowed me to thank you for. Ah, but you have, Whit. Which brings me to the second thing I learned. That night in your cabin when I came in and you were reading your Bible... Yes. And when you read those scripture verses to the men before the battle... I remember... The way you acted during the battle itself. Your bravery. Oh. There was something unusual about it. I've seen many brave men, but you were different with. When you put your life on the line to open the door, I thought about those verses. For a brief moment, I thought I saw felt. The strength of the God you talked about. He was there. I've thought about that for years. It made me want to know him. Well, that's wonderful. And I do know him, Whit. In fact, I've spent the last 25 years pastoring a church in a little village called Sunning Hill. Really? But it started with you, Whit and the seeds you planted during Operation Digout. That's why I've been looking for you. To say thank you. Oh, it wasn't me. Exactly what I thought you'd say. But please accept my gratitude anyway for saving my life then and for eternity. Accepted, Reggie. If you will accept my gratitude for saving my life... Glad to do it. So, you see, only God knows what becomes of the seeds we plant. Another lesson. That's right. There, then. It's all done. After all these years. But wouldn't writing a letter have been a little easier? And miss this? You must be joking. In fact, there's only one thing we're still missing. And what might that be? You promised to tell me about your parents' faith. And how it influenced you to become a Christian. Oh, <laughs> yes, you're right. Then you can tell me about everything that happened to you. After you. Well, let's see. My journey to Christianity really started with my stepmother, Fiona Donnerall. What a woman she was. Strong in spirit, shining in faith. My father married her when I was five. Are you sure you want to hear all this? Absolutely. Well, we had moved to North Carolina. And...
The Apostle Paul tells us in the book of Galatians that whatever we sow or plant is what he will reap or grow. In today's adventure, Whit planted seeds a long, long time ago by behaving in a way that glorified God. Years later, those seeds resulted in Lieutenant Reggie's salvation. We may not always realize it, but every day is a time to plant seeds with our family, friends, and even strangers, which is why Paul went on to say, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. Thank you for listening to our program. Remember, if you ever want to write to us, our address is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. In Canada, write to Box 9800, Vancouver, B.C., V6B4G3. And when you write, don't forget to ask about how you can get a copy of this broadcast. It's called Operation Digout. The address once again is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. Adventures in Odyssey is a production of Focus on the Family. Today's program was written by Paul McCusker and directed by Phil Lawler. Our production engineer was Bob Luttrell and our executive producer, Chuck Bolte. And I'm Chris, inviting you to join us again next time for Adventures in Odyssey.